Last time on the Reroll Podcast. As the party wraps up and leaves Old Dean's hospitality, we learn that the dwarves of the mountains have taken up a much more defensive stance since everything went to shite. Do not grow accustomed, Halfkin. It is unlikely you will find more hospitality. Even the dwarves have shut their doors. On the road, the holy man announces that he's gotten some good news. I heard from Shadow. Even if it does alter our immediate plans. But she says we shouldn't come. She told me that the Inquisitor is not the biggest threat. It certainly doesn't change our overall goals. And I'm just glad to hear that she's still alive. The party is taken by surprise when we stumble into a frost giant's... Well, I wouldn't call it sophisticated, but it is a trap nonetheless. Far worse (laughs) than the trap itself. These rocks have alerted who set the trap. Aye, the brute tries his best, but it seems we've come closer to finding our stride as a combat unit. He could have been a major threat, but by working together, we managed to cut the beast down to size. His conditions right now are off the charts. I have to do calculus to figure out the story. <laughs> but what we're hunting out here, these blue crab knock orcs, their leader Frost Knuckle, they won't go down quite so easily. I hope we're all as ready as we think we are for a real fight under the shattered sky. If, if anybody doesn't, like, hasn't heard that story, it's not even like that. It's kind of a funny story. It's super short. We had a ledge on the second floor of um, the apartment that we lived in, and we would, like, just step out there and smoke sometimes. And it's definitely not a balcony. It's just a ledge. It's maybe six inches. Go- I remember yeah. someone no, climbed like, around it, it to get in or something into someone's house. Yeah, yeah, because we had to let our crackhead neighbor yeah. uh, unlock her door for her because she kept locking herself out. But, yeah, no, one day, like, like, we got there and smoke, and, you know, usually we do it in the evening when it was dark, but, like, you know, sometimes you just got there during the day, and you're very obviously just a person standing on a second-story ledge of a building in, you know, downtown, wherever we lived. Um, just jumping off a second-story will kill you. <laughs> right, yeah, but, yeah, like, uh, Brennan was out there smoking. I think, right, correct me if I'm wrong about this story, Brennan, but, yeah, he just, like, like just out there smoking, and then some, like, kind of, like, Middle Eastern dude is walking down the street, and he looks up and just, like, gets startled really quick. He's like, don't jump! <laughs> Brennan's like, uh... Not going to. Just having a cigarette. <laughs> yeah, it's just very, very concerned. Like... <laughs> Why shouldn't I? <laughs> it never really happened. Like, I'm sure people probably like. It's one of those things where like you don't. That's a particular street where you wouldn't spend a whole lot of time just looking up at like second story ledges. So like, there's lots oh, yeah. of people that generally people don't notice. But then there was that one lady. I think I can't remember if I was out there, or you were out there, but she was just like. Do I need to be worried about you? And we're just like, nope. Because <laughs> we're just Move sitting on, out there smoking. Jump. But yeah. Know. No, it's like, mind your own fucking business. If I want to hang out outside my second story apartment window, I fucking will. Yeah. I don't You're have a balcony. Fall but out, but don't take yeah. this from me. I won't jump. No, that's right. I was the one that was out there, and she she claimed that she was the owner of the building. And I was like, I know no, the really. owner. I've met him. Like, Who do you think I rent? He comes from? over without his shirt on to like yell at me about rent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or leave like. The vegetables he grows on his rooftop garden in as like two balls and a penis, like with like two tomatoes and like a zucchini (laughs) on your doorstep. And you're like, oh, just my landlord. How I'm supposed to interpret this. I don't like it. it, 
No, I think it's like it's kind a, of to, to, to like it's a, a recommendation hint that he for takes rent. Alternate yes. payments. Yeah. Right. I <laughs> well, mean, honestly, you're a lot he... closer to the truth yeah. than you might think. Yeah. Because <laughs> that like, was hot, yeah. having a hot mom is uh, uh, not <laughs> exactly the most fun. Yeah. <laughs> I can attest to that as well. <laughs> anyway, um, that is a good segue into my uh, icebreaker that I have for y'all today, welcome, which is um... welcome back to Reroll Podcast. How hot is your mom? <laughs> Yeah, on a scale from one to one to your landlord will come over without his shirt on and leave vaguely suggestive uh, vegetables, and vegetables <laughs> in you know weird positions. Um, if you uh, who what kind of what superhero would you want to be if you had to pick one? Not what's not who's your favorite superhero because mine's Batman, but I definitely don't want to be Batman. Yeah, like, <laughs> who do you want to? Who do you think is the most fun superhero to be? The to Flash. You? Yeah, that's a pretty good choice. That's pretty good. Flash is just kind of like, aside from like having, you know, the trauma of like losing his mom in a mystery that, you know, or whatever like that. Oh, you're talking rarely... about like getting the whole like backstory too? No, yeah, no, you're you're that person. Oh, living that person's uh, life. I thought, I was like yeah. their powers. Not I mean, you just get their powers, yeah. But do I get to elect? Though. He's pretty awesome. I was going to say the Flash would be mine too if I could just be like, well, fuck all this shit with the underground lab and I, i'm just i'm gonna go around to africa real quick and just start a new life yeah i mean you, you you're still you know you have agency make and you, everything make your choices. You, just, okay. you have all the you just have all the baggage that comes with it <clears throat> no i mean the flash is a real that's a good one it's a relatively low baggage yeah super yes yeah, i mean you're always if you're picking any superhero you'll probably have like some variation of a dead family or another it's true so there's always going to be that well, hold on. Who is everybody's favorite? I know yours is Batman, Zane. Uh, but I don't. I'm not really like a superhero buff. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, neither yeah. am I. I would get high with you guys and go watch the Marvel movies. That's about it. <laughs> it's the best way I to enjoy really... it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like Spider-Man best. I think yeah, I do too, like honestly. But if you're uh... getting the baggage, you do not want to pick Spider-Man. No, you don't. You're just gonna be poor, and everybody dies. Those are also like like three different questions. You're you have no solution for a bullet either. Like almost every superhero's got an answer for a bullet. Oh, the Flash is faster. Uh, Superman can just take it to the dome and be fine. Uh, Spider Man, you fucking somebody draws down on you, and you don't spot them before they pull the trigger. You're just you're a. That's not true. You got Spidey sense, bro. Yeah, yeah, you got Spidey sense. But can you sense this giant fly swatter though? Okay, if if thirty people draw down on you, they just go up, and you're in the open, yeah. and you're good. Zip up, <laughs> zip around, zip on away from that emotion. <laughs> he actually My gets favorite. stabbed in the comic a couple of times, and like ends up in the hospital with life threatening injuries. <laughs> yeah, he can heal like he recovers he quickly, quickly, but he's not but... like Wolverine or something. Like, yeah, it takes him a minute. Uh, he can he can definitely bleed out before he heals. My favorite's Magneto, if we're talking favorites. Magneto would be a good one to be, controlling metal. Well, not with the backstory, though. (laughs) So you're a domestic terrorist. (laughs) No, I'm talking about having gone through, like, Nazi camps. Going through the Holocaust, (laughs) yeah. That would would be a bummer, for sure. A bummer? Oh, my God. (laughs) Let's move on. Bad metal. (laughs) 
Cut the mic. <laughs> that might That's harsh my mellow now. a little bit. Kind of sucks for sure. It'd be kind of cool to be like Quicksilver. I don't know his backstory oh, yeah. very well, but just being able to be like, okay, everyone, pause. I'm about to have a panic attack, and be like, okay, resume. I'm good. Yeah, like, uh, like, what I, if that was your thing? Like, you can move really fast, but you're always having a panic attack. You use your power. No, that sounds awful. <laughs> That's how you run fast. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, I don't know, because if I was going to pick just a power, I don't know who that applies to, but I'd really want to be able to just teleport. <clears throat> but, like, I don't know anyone yeah. who could just do that, though, that I can think of off the top of my Nightcrawler. Uh, Nightcrawler. I, know, yeah. I mean, yeah, but that comes also with his own set of who? problems. I mean, Night Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler oh, yeah. from the X-Men. Oh. You could also do yeah. magic. Can he teleport like across oh, yeah. the world though? I, doesn't he just have no, like a range? No, he has to see it. But magic from yeah. the X-Men, you, all you gotta yeah, do okay. is take a quick jaunt through Limbo. Okay, Doctor Strange <laughs> could probably teleport. Oh, he definitely can. Yeah, because yeah. I know like he can, he can to some places, but can he go wherever he wants from wherever he wants? I don't think there's a limit on what he can do. Okay, yeah, he's, I mean he's, he's pretty, pretty much like, he's like he's like a demigod. He's like so, yeah, yeah, he he's like the point. other thought I had when you asked about what I thought was powers. But... Though that being said, as much as Doctor Strange is a demigod, talk about a superhero who is definitely not immune to bullets. Like you shoot Doctor Strange uh, in the back magic. of the head, he's dead. Yeah, but yeah. he can stop it with magic. If he has time to just think make him and... not bullets. <laughs> make his own head not a head, I think is how you would approach that in some weird convoluted way. Open a portal to the other dimension I'm blanking on the name of. In the non bullet think... dimension. <laughs> <laughs> and the yeah. portal I think, um, is his mouth. The upside downy. It's kind of like a basic like answer, but like I think uh, honestly, if you're trying to pick a superhero that you have to be like Iron Man, you get a lot worse than Iron Man because he's just a fucking rich kid that's like dealing with like daddy issues or something. And he gets to meet aliens. Yeah, it's yeah. like a little bit different than Batman. I would say Batman's got like deep emotional trauma. Like, <laughs> yeah, and so does, so, so does Tony Stark. Stark doesn't have but, deep like, emotional trauma. Get but I mean, like, getting an Iron Man suit, fly around a little bit, and suddenly you're a war those criminal. Two look like they would do coke together <laughs> For I, don't, sure. I don't think batman would ever put a foreign substance into his body that's not like water and what are you talking like, about you're, you're, you're talking about iron man here iron man and batman batman is definitely addicted to opioids and anybody who thinks otherwise <laughs> that's, that's actually beyond themselves <laughs> the true answer to this is superman you have all the powers yeah. and you have yeah. a good family and like not much you are trauma. objectively a good person you're yeah. just good and thing and if somebody's like well i'm gonna kill your wife you're like i'm gonna fly you to antarctica in less than you know a fraction or, but i mean just in case you know but on the off chance that they do actually end up killing your wife then you're gonna go into fly into a fit of rage but then you like, rule you know, the world a, yeah you're just the, a the super fascist and also you're really handsome so. that's true just chop that's, the planet in half a, and tell each half um that the other was talking shit about him yeah <laughs> Okay, can we play Speaking of talking shit. (laughs) Speaking of superheroes, we go to our heroes who are not so super. Though you might be feeling super as you are lording over this fresh corpse of a frost giant you have slain. Let's kick the shit out of it. It is still early in your travels. You have traveled for a short amount of time before coming to this natural forming rock bi- bridge which this frost giant slammed down and ambushed you 
but you guys defeated him and are now at the edge of the giant spires, about to go into the southern peaks, really, truly deep into the Gravnock. Kieran, let's... I do not remember if we've already discussed this. How far away is that, uh, roughly, is that, um, Orc Nars camp Grove. thing? Nars Grove. Um, it's like a midpoint between us and the Orcs halfway camp. Halfway there. <laughs> On the way yeah. back. You guys are so funny. <laughs> the Orc camp is not very far. Probably another hour or two's travel. If you continue oh, along okay. the main, uh, the Old King's Road. Kieran does look down at the giant and then turns to Groth and it's just like, ah, it's a, too bad that he didn't listen to our pleas for him to stop fighting, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> that I definitely translated. Perfect. <laughs> for him. I knew you would. <laughs> <laughs> you got a good heart, Groth. Oh, I know. You got a great ass, too. Yeah. And then she searches his Wonderful body. thighs. Yeah, <laughs> let's figure out what shit he's got. All right. Get his wallet. On his body. Couple things. Arms A plus one striking great axe. <laughs> Ooh. Plus one hide armor for a large sized creature. Hmm. I wonder what his loot is for. <laughs> It's too small Wait, for the, me. The, do you use great axes, Groth? Is that a... Kiaran's eyeing the great axe. That's a two-handed axe. weapon, right? <laughs> I haven't looked into that. I don't know how I do with two-handed weapons. It's definitely Can you remove... Yeah, it's all runes. I think... <laughs> oops. I think, Groth, you want to keep a hand open to cast spells. Yeah. But you can always yeah, take an action to so. either drop it or open hand yeah what if he got really good at manipulating his toes so he could cast spells with his foot just like all right i'm gonna go ahead and mute octavia naruto tanner is left yeah tanner just left instead of muting me yeah that's kind of just a quick way of muting everybody that was a good job you're doing great removing yourself from the conversation entirely i crashed his computer with my shitty joke Right. <laughs> Discord didn't know how to process that. Like, they, they <laughs> just crisp really wanted to, like, cut it out. That, okay, I'm sorry. That reminds me, but I made a really great joke. Uh, oh, yeah, you we did. On... It was really funny. <laughs> when we were on Baldur's Gate the other night, uh, Tanner's character is a, is a gnome, I think. Or maybe you're a halfling. I don't know. A little tiny person, but we were talking about his boobs. He's a lady. And I was like, <laughs> they're enormous. Did you make your second D&D character, too? <laughs> no. No. Not a cleric. Oh my god, that's so bad. So she bad. was a paladin. <laughs> oh, paladin. No, it's a halfling rogue. <laughs> that is, is funny. They they are quite big, to be fair. Yeah, they're enormous. enormous <laughs> to be quite honest. Uh, well, Kieran picked up the great sword and is looking at it. Great axe. With excitement. Great, great axe. axe. Yeah. There axe. is also <laughs> a couple more things. A cluster of stone actually a couple larger boulders that are hanging in this sack draped over his shoulder that he would definitely use to throw um, as a ranged weapon as well as a completely frozen mountain ram 
something that could potentially be butchered to feed you guys for Hell yeah. a few days. Cool. Hell yeah. Jam in the bag of holding. Yep. Jam it. Yeah. Jam in my mouth. Get the we jamming. have a bag of warm breath so we can just... Yeah, Gross, can you defrost this goat <laughs> in your mouth for us? <laughs> Make sure to really get in, in that sack there that he's carrying. <laughs> Which sack? The, ball, the boulder sack. Oh. <laughs> that clears it up. Yeah. Uh, what? what was the armor? It is a plus one hide armor. Did you say it was like a giant's armor? It's sized for, for a, a giant, creature. for a large creature. I don't know if Groth can use it or not, but potentially. Just to be clear, is this something he's carrying extra, or are we just stripping this man naked and leaving him? The, out here? This is the armor he's wearing on his body. <laughs> Do it I'm just out. to desecrate his corpse. In fact, are you guys I'll, taking? I'll take it. Okay, so you're removing the armor. I think when you yeah. actually get the sort of hide tunic over or off of him, you notice a strange symbol tattooed into his flesh. What's it look like? Go ahead and give me an occultism, anyone who wants. Flint, you recognize this symbol. I was just going to ask that. It is identical to the symbol, or brand rather, that you saw in the dead orc in the... That's the one... Go ahead, sorry. No, go ahead. In the, yeah, in the trenches. Of yeah, the in the temple. trenches. Um, is it the symbol that disappeared, or is it Frost Knuckles brand? It was Frost Knuckles brand with a rune. Okay. Yeah, I know, but is it. this one, is this one, is it just the rune, or is it Frost Knuckles brand? This one is just the rune. Oh, okay. Yeah, Flint will lean over and just say, uh, I've seen this before. On one of the bodies in the trench at the temple. It disappeared when the creature died, though. So, I'm assuming... I don't know. We might want to burn this body. Uh, 19 occultism. 19? Okay. 22. Okay. Bo, did you roll? 23. Okay. With a... 22 and a 23 Groth and Bow, you know this rune to be some element of the occult, and it's some sort of binding rune, but with a 29 star, as you're it's staring at this a rune... a natural 20, sorry. Oh, it was a natural 20. Okay, very good. So, yeah, uh, staring at this rune, you see this crackling purple, almost electrical energy that you recognized to be negative energy faintly zapping into this and you get the sense that this rune likely will reanimate this corpse sooner rather than later and I think yeah I think that's it I have to agree with Flint Uh, this rune will absolutely reanimate this corpse sooner rather than later (laughs) <laughs> Garoth, you think you could take care of that? It's not getting the fuck up if I have anything to say about it. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll just burn him with a series of pretty flame spells. Unless interrupted. Any arguments over... against me keeping this weapon? 
Oh, no. No. If you can swing that, you can have it. It's a good axe. Good sharp edge. Just to describe this axe a little bit more, it's got a pommel that's attached with a cluster of, of bleach white fur on it. Thick leather straps wrap around the hilt up to the cross guard that is shaped like a ram's head on each side. It's actually pretty beautifully ornate. And then the blade itself is thicker than what you would, or not the, yeah, is that what you'd call the head of an axe? Like the blade of it? Yeah, I think you just call it the head. The head. Uh, technically, the, the one that he is holding on roll 20 is a bearded axe, to be specific. Excellent. So yeah, bearded bearded axe, it's got that flat top that goes down into a curved edge, and it's got this bluish hue to it. And you can see the runes for striking and... What's the other one called? Proficiency or precision just... or something? The plus oh, you one you told rune. me it was striking? Oh. Striking gives it, I think, the potency? more damage. Potency. Yeah, the potency room. Okay, so cool. you can see the potency yeah. in the striking room right on so the head So it has striking too. Yeah, so yeah. it's a plus one striking great axe. Sweet. I have a question. Yes. Can you remove runes from weapons? Yes. Whether, okay. Cool. Can you, you can have, transfer them. Can you nice. have multiple? You can have multiple, right? Like if I, yes. I have you the can have to as, put something on a weapon, I could do that, right? So. Yes, the, um, the potency rune on your weapon dictates how many weapon property runes you could have. So if you have a plus one on a weapon, you can have one property rune. If you have a plus two, you could have two property runes. Oh, and so that, this that one does is not include max. striking. No, that does not no. include striking. It doesn't. Okay. Yeah. Those striking. So I could still put one thing on here. Yes. Striking and. Shifting? Well, hold on. Spanking. Stop. You assholes. <laughs> striking and um, potency are fundamental runes. So you can always have one of each of those. And then there's also property runes, which would be like shifting or flamed or keen. Oh, cool. Badass. Badass. I'm gonna make some cool shit for you guys. Yes. Alright, what would you guys like to do? I have a question to... So, like, I have gentle repose, so if I just didn't want it to transform, in my mind, I could just cast it. I don't know if it has, like, a duration. I don't really understand that. Gentle uh... repose likely would prevent the body from decaying more but you but get it the says sense nor it's... can it be transformed into an undead so oh, that's interesting. my okay. concern mm. that is interesting yeah. I, yeah. Uh... so if I just wanted to make sure this thing doesn't isn't going to come back yeah, you can do that. I'm not using particularly powerful fire magic to burn it so I imagine it'll take a while you could probably keep it in check with that it, one maybe it's kind of like just in case Sure. Is it yeah. is that permanent or is it just like a temporary thing I don't know I, I'm kind of confused it doesn't really say that I'm just wondering if you could use it to, like, dispel this rune. It lasts until you make your daily preparations the next day. Okay, gotcha. And then it says, like, if it's heightened to fifth, which I don't even know if... Wait, can I... Do I even have... I don't even have fifth level. No. No, we should. But if it is heightened to fifth, the spell's duration is unlimited. Yeah. Which would be awesome. And you have to have embalming fluid worth six gold that it will consume. I, I don't know if I have that. I don't think you carry you, around. You I feel like I would have. I feel like I'd have at least you. one like 
preparation worth because I have the spell, right? I would assume well, that no, I would. Because you don't have the heightened version of the spell. Oh, oh, sure. Yeah. But I would oh, say so you, you do have some you do have some alchemical skill, so you could potentially make some. Maybe the, I'll try that then before we like go to bed or something. You'd have also, to have think... a lab, I think. Oh, okay. But whenever you're back at a lab, you could potentially make a bunch. Okay. Um, I think maybe while this is going on, to Flint will like step up to this thing's head and just think. Uh, I think we're probably also overthinking this, and he like kind of plants his boot on its forehead, like exposing his neck, and then kind of like nods over to Kiaran with her new great axe. She gives you a grin and will swing and chop the head off. <laughs> a clean See how cut. nicely it cuts, yeah. Mm. Severing head from body as Groth, you continue to torch the rest of this corpse over the course of maybe 10, 15 minutes. I also pull all my hair out at seeing that great axe hit the rock below the giant's neck. <laughs> well, that's what we uh, pull you around for. It's fine. It's a magic It's, okay. it's, it's fine. <laughs> Uh, Kieran will look at the blade after and be like, "Huh, it works oh, yeah, quite I really nicely." Oh yeah, this thing up and then just throw it on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> the shaft is bent. What the fuck? Let's go feed Magic it to the worms. Don't break, you guys. Or is that D and D? Maybe they do in Pathfinder. I think that's the D. I think they can definitely break. In this. <laughs> I have a perk oh, really? specifically for when weapons break in combat. I can chop a neck without hitting the rock below. I would. That was also a thing I was going to bring up. I think Kieran. Probably. <laughs> I mean, I don't think a magic weapon knows would how to pull that up. Break in that way, but like if somebody, uh, if something of equivalent potency yeah. tried to break it, potentially. Yeah, I was just making a joke. <laughs> right. No jokes. No jokes allowed. <laughs> a flavorless podcast. Goddamn. Not when your jokes make Kiara and Cinem seem inept. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, looking at this, Flint will just say, "I'm." I'm no healer, but I don't think this thing's getting back up. I And I think after 15 minutes of work, you feel confident this corpse is over. Dead. Done. Donezo. Hell yeah. I don't know. It, it might be totally direct on it, but uh, I wanted to actually kind of just take a little, quick little, like, jot of the symbol. Yeah, totally. Just, I don't know, maybe draw it on the back of my hand or something like that. Bo yeah, has no a journal that he's been, like, writing in... That like and pretty much every time we come across like undead, he's like taking notes. That makes sense. <laughs> like, okay, cool. Um, a state you if you put it on the back hand, I'll take your hand and just like slap it on the page so it marks the page at the symbol too. <laughs> All right, should we keep moving? Nope. Yep. Boy, if we're only like an hour or two, uh, conceivably away from this camp, I think. Flint would probably be taking more of a stealthy approach, maybe trying to stay off the road where he can. Do we take the time to heal up our minor wounds before we continue? Oh, yeah, probably. Since we are in a kind of time-restricted place of travel, I am going to have you guys do this on air instead of just hand-waving it. We can okay, hand-wave yeah, sure. overnight um, for you guys doing treat wounds or spells or such, but for the sake of consumables, spell slots, and time, time you can travel, go ahead and uh, figure out what you'd like to do to heal up. Uh, That's good. Who's I, down what? I'm, I have a little more than a minor wound. I think I took a rock to the dome in that fight. Clock. Okay, so Brendan needs some healing. Uh, Zane, you said you did too? 
or sorry, yeah. Groth and uh, Blunt need healing. <laughs> Way to break the immersion. I know, sorry. <laughs> no, I was saying I'm personally hurt. I got hit on the head with a rock. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I hit Brennan with a rock today, so <laughs> you can help. Bad. I had it coming, but still hurts. Starter is <laughs> still good, right? Yeah, I pull, pull up. Bow? Sorry, what? How are you doing health-wise? Um, I'm fine. Okay. Thanks for asking. So, Kiara and Flint and Groth could all use a little bit. Okay. I, I will cast uh, Lay on Hands on myself just to start off. Okay. During that time, does anybody want to do Treat Wounds? Who has medicine? Sure. I will also treat wounds after I lay on hands myself while that's okay, great. resetting. So, Bo... That tops me off. Oh, your treat wounds on yourself. No, the lay on hands on myself, and then I'll go to whoever Bo doesn't go to and start treating wounds on them. Great. I can try doing the medicine thingy on someone. Sure. Bo, who would you like to treat? Who's hurt? Uh, whoever's hurt. I don't know. Flint or Groth? Okay, Groth. Okay. Star, do you want to give a shot for Flint? Sure. Okay, both. Can I also heal myself, too? I believe so. Okay. uh, I'm supposed to roll a medicine check, right? Yeah, let's do this one at a time. So we're going to start with... Well, I guess we don't have to do it one at a time. But the check is DC 15 medicine check. And I think you have to have healer's tools. You do have to I have say, I'm also tools. just, I have a plus three in medicine, but I'm untrained. Oh, Would that be... you cannot do it if you're untrained in medicine. Okay, that's kind of okay, what I thought. Yeah, then <laughs> I'll, I can't do it either. Okay. Are you trained or an expert or master in medicine, Ayla? I am an expert. Okay, so you could put, you have the choice of going for DC 15, which will give 2D8, or DC 20, which will give 2D8 plus 10. But what if I already rolled and I know the result? Um, I will let you tell me what you would have chose, and I will trust you to be fair and balanced. Well, I'd go for the most. Okay. What'd you roll? Uh, 34. Okay, so that is a critical success. So you're going to heal 4d8 plus 10. God damn. 4d8. Okay, let's see. Let me figure out how to do this one here. And then, oh, while Bo's rolling, I go up to Flint, and I'll pull out my herbs and stuff and start treating wounds on him. Okay. Your 11 herbs and spices. Which it does say, wow, it might have easier access to fresh ingredients if I'm in the wilderness, allowing for a plus two circumstance bonus. We're in the middle not of a frozen wasteland. Okay, I thought you'd say, <laughs> yeah, I thought you'd say no, not. but figured I'd throw it out. Yeah, why not? Can you find some <laughs> aloe vera growing in the snow? Um, how much health are you missing? Just out of curiosity. Uh like 40 uh, oh, not you okay i'm not healing uh, am i aren't i healing groth 40 healing groth. Oh, you are okay never mind 42. how much 42 yeah. well i'm healing you for 39 because i got Damn, really nice. good okay, so good work yeah so <laughs> now here's also an option so currently i think with treating wounds and searching this body and torching it we're at about 40 minutes you can that sounds fair Treat them for a total of an hour if you want to double the hit points you rolled, but it's up to you. Uh, Groth is good. <laughs> uh, well, 
I mean, I get my lay on hands back every 10 minutes, so. That's also true. Yeah. But you're going to have to wait another 10 minutes because you can't get lay on hands yeah. back while treating wounds, I imagine. I'm pretty sure I can. Because you have to take 10 minutes to refocus. Yeah, but it's like for paladins, they can be. I'll look at it in a second. Let me. I mean, if that's the case, then I should just wait. Because I don't think that my medicine heals as much as my lay on hands. I mean, I would argue, would you, in character, wait to treat somebody who has injuries? That's true. I would probably try. Right. Mm. Um, okay. I'm rolling my nature check. Actually, it Which says was... you can refocus while Yeah, I was going doing... to try to find that, but I thought I could. These deeds can usually overlap with other tax tasks that relate to the source of your focus spell. And since it's a healing, I, I think that makes sense. Okay. I did really bad on my check for that. How bad? It was really bad? a, well, it was a four and then plus, um, plus 11. So 15. Are you trained expert? I am trained. Okay. DC 15. Give 2d8. Oh, okay. So 11 hit points from that. Okay. And then I guess 10 minutes later, you get 24 hit points from my lay on hands. So a total of 35. What? What? Sorry. You got 35 yes. hit points. I was, like, is she, I was like, is she talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking asshole. Yeah, 35. 35 hit you. points. And then uh, damage. I you wait 10 more minutes to get back my... Yeah, that's that's like all my health too, so you're good. So okay. probably a total of twenty minutes there for me. So I think it's fair to say it took about an hour fighting this giant looting its stuff, healing up. So you've been traveling for two hours, take about another two hours to get to the camp. And uh yeah, Flint is gonna most well, using character. Uh kinda wise we're heading out, um Flint is gonna say to the rest of the group, I think we should probably take this next part nice and slow. Make sure there's nobody uh posted on the trail. Sentries. Those little blue fox have them all over the place. If you see more than Die. one, you know you're close. We'll follow your lead, Flint. I'll hang towards the back since my armor's not that quiet. Is Star scouting with Flint? Yes. Okay. Now, would you guys like to, if you all want to proceed quietly, do I follow the expert? Or do you want to... I mean, I don't know how this works in technical sense, and I feel like we have discussions surrounding this a lot, but, like, if we wanted to keep, like, basically, Flint was thinking he'd be, like, a couple, I don't know, like, a quarter mile ahead of the rest of the group, understanding that if they get into combat scenario... A quarter that, mile? You want to be 500 and some odd feet ahead of the group? <laughs> I mean, I feel like in a typical sense, in real life, that is kind of how it would work if you were no, scouting. We're yeah, not playing It's, like, over life. a thousand feet. Quite. Quarter mile is well over a thousand feet. Yeah, isn't a mile five two thousand five hundred and something feet? Five thousand two hundred eighty. Oh, yeah. So you want to be approximately twenty twenty five action okay, turns fine. away. Okay, fine. My idea is stupid. I retract <laughs> that. No, I don't. I mean, we like Jesus. <laughs> that might be the case in like a real life scenario, 
we are playing a magical sure. fantasy game, so we have to <laughs> reel it in a little bit. Okay. Uh, yeah, 250 yeah, feet. I mean, my movement feet. speed is 25 feet. I would like to be... I mean, I could be about two moves away from the party is where I would feel comfortable. I don't want to spend I mean, uh, all of combat yeah, trying and I, to get to them. So uh, Again, I guess, and this is something we round back to a lot, and I feel like we never quite nailed this down. How far does the party need to be back where like they won't have to be in stealth ever? Assuming the scouts. I would say if you're trying to get your entire party quietly up to a fort, they are all going to have to attempt to be quiet. We're that's what I'm saying though, is I don't want to do that. I want Flint and Star to be like scouting and be the one doing the stealth checks with nobody else being like, I mean, included the, in that or like, you know. The problem with that though is that if they aren't stealthing, they're moving a lot faster than we are. I mean, or they're standing I mean, still. slow on purpose. Yeah, or they're staying still. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's that's kind of what I'm getting at is I want to take this next leg of the journey nice and slow just to make sure that we're not like going to have an entire orc fucking camp like know that we're coming. Yeah, I'm totally fine with that. I'm fine with you guys, you know, going up ahead. But that is the reality of it is not going to really at this point in this situation be a cohesive thing of, you know, they're moving slower. You're going to have to find a place to stop and then you two go forward. Okay. That I think is a better way of putting it is like getting the party up to a point where we kind of know we're approaching it and then having a scouting party go ahead. Okay. 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 So I think probably about after another hour, hour and a half, you get to the point where you can identify a camp in the distance. You're continuing along the old king's road crunching through hard snow though you are a bit off the beaten path the terrain around the road begins to open up more than the giant spires you have more to work with even though there is feet upon feet of snow you still have um, bare trees frozen hanging from the weight of the ice on them foliage poking up a little bit from the snow cover you have large boulders and things you could potentially use as your advantage to move up away from the main road but after a good hour and a half you you start to smell this foul smell and you see a pillar of smoke in the distance cresting over a hill you begin to feel that you are on sort of the outer reaches of this larger camp you are expecting. In fact, you... Why don't you give me a survival flint? Or a perception? Uh, 25 for perception. Okay. You find a elevated position maybe a hundred feet off the main old king's road path that is spotted with evergreens covered in snow and you get the sense from there you could use that as sort of a place to base some scouting off of as well as get a higher elevation so the entire party could potentially see the camp in the distance okay yeah flint will point that out 
to the rest of the group. Okay. Should we go? Move slow and keep your head down. Oh, slowing down. Okay. I was going to do fast and up. Fast and <laughs> up. Okay. That's how Groth lives his life. And I'll direct you Ooh. to roll 20. I'm going to do the fast enough thing reminds Whoa. me of when you're playing the detective game and you just look straight up when the person you're <laughs> yeah. tailing. Was, they walk by and look at me. There's like, like, is somebody following me? I'm just like, huh? looked straight up into the sky. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. So that's going on fair. up there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this foul. So we like over yonder. No, you're not that, nearly that close. Okay. You're about 30 minutes out from actual travel to the fort. So this is gotcha. very far in the distance that you can see this. That foul smell begins to grow even more stanky as you climb up in elevation. Why the is smell, it stink? The smell is a mix of pungent tannery and unkempt latrines. And you look past the old King's Road and see this orc fort in the distance. It's hard to tell any specifics from here, but you see a perimeter of sharpened timber that stands vigilant, lining the entire camp between two craggy cliff sides. And you see blue dots in the distance, which likely are sentries roaming around the tops of the walls coming in and out of the fort. And it's even from here, it is large enough to house a small army, but it's difficult to make anything out from this distance. Any banners or anything? Uh, give me a perception check. I rolled a 25. Do you want another one? That's okay if you Yeah, do. go ahead and give me another one. Okay, it's 30. 30? Yeah. Okay. You do see a banner flowing in the wind, but it is unlike any banner that you are familiar with. It is the head of a skull surrounded by a circle with six six dots. Uh, one on top, one on bottom, and then two on each side surrounding the circle. Mm. Um, I mean, it can, just for brevity's sake, can Flint point this out so everybody else can see it? Yeah, totally. Okay. Any idea what that means? It's not one I'm familiar with. Groth, why don't you give me an occultism check? Ooh. <laughs> it's 13 and my bonus is 13, so it's 26. Okay. Yes. You don't know why you know this. You never read it in a book. You were never told it. But the moment you focus your eyes in the distance and see that symbol, you know it's the symbol of Zarox. It feels familiar in the back of your skull. Yeah, I think Groth's entire demeanor is just going to drop. Like, he's just going to stand there slack-jawed. 
Everything okay, big man? Sorox is here. Too. Wait, that... That symbol, that's... That's your guy? Your god? Or whatever? Well, it was. I never... never actually saw a symbol, but... I can tell you, that's it. Well, this is just getting more complicated by the day. I want to get closer. Take a look. Try and see who's milling around in there. What does um, the symbol look like, or do you have an idea of what it might? Did I not? I just described it. What? Oh, I somehow... It was the banner. The skull with the circle. Yeah, it's a skull with a thin circle around it and a dot on top, dot on bottom, two dots. Oh, sorry. I was taking notes. I probably just missed it. You're good. No, yeah. Um, okay. About what time is it? I know it's always dark. Right. But this is probably about one, two in the afternoon. Okay. You've so got a few hours to play with, but it's going to start getting cold within the next three hours, probably. Well, um, colder, I should say. Yeah. Yeah, right. Perhaps you. Some of us could try to find a place to keep overwatch. Maybe we could stay for the night up here. Maybe me and Star go down there, probe their defenses, see if we can find a way in, and then report back. To clarify, he's not talking about going into the camp. He's saying he wants to try to find a way in. Mm-hmm. And then come back to you guys. Suppose well, we could poke around out a here. terrible idea. I could start looking for a place to sleep. Okay. I don't want to relegate you guys to just setting up camp while Star and Flint have all the fun if anybody has a better idea. Yeah. Or if you guys do want to come along, I mean, we can we can do what the fuck ever. You could also, yeah. where you are at right now is pretty dense with cover and everything and a good place to to overlook, but it, it provides minimal shelter with the trees and being here making a fire overnight would yeah. very likely be able to be seen from the old king's road so you three looking for better sh shelter here is not a terrible idea either yeah okay. yeah is everybody cool with that plan yeah sure. sounds good to me i will help kiara and find a good campsite i'll uh turn to Bo and groth and be like shall we split up and look for a site and meet back here and say 20 30 minutes Oh, I... You said it would take about 30 minutes, roughly, to get to the actual perimeter of the camp, right? Correct. So maybe more like 90 minutes? Oh, I was saying those of us oh. looking for a place could split yeah. up. Oh, gotcha, yeah, yeah, And yeah, then yeah. meet Sorry. back up to discuss what we found. That makes sense. We can okay. reconvene without you. Yeah, we don't need you for that. <laughs> just, just call me. Relax. Get my number, right? <laughs> okay. Um, can we hear anything that's going on down there really quick? Or does it kind of get lost in the wind? I think it gets lost in the wind and snow at this point. Getting closer, potentially, yes. Okay. All right. Uh, Star, you ready? Do you guys as ready like as my I'll map, ever be. By the way? Yeah, it's pretty I sick. I do like your map. 
I kind of thought this was yeah, like an ogre or something. I was like, that's not this good. Be a That'd be awesome. Cyclops yeah, like, you know what? It is now. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> good idea. It's 60 feet tall. Kiaran pulls out her soap and just kind of wipes Flint down a little bit before he goes so the stink doesn't. <laughs> They're <burn> definitely <laughs> going to smell soap. They're not going to smell a, a dirty ass B.O. ridden dwarf. What smells like lavender? You're right. I then Find pull them. out my owlbear scent gland and stick it in your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> no. Do you guys smell Never mind. It? I'm going to stay here. What a, what a lovely aroma. Thank you. <laughs> smells like up dog. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah, Flint uh, Star, I guess are approaching. I'm gonna see, what... yeah. Okay, see what they can see. We're gonna start with you, Flint and Star. Go ahead and give me stealth checks. Okay, hold on. Let me bust out some real dice for this. I feel like this is too important to just click it on a screen. I don't know where oh. my real dice are. He needs the de- he needs the dude off off screen so he can so he can cheat. Touch his rolls. Cheat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tanner, I I. Who you want first? Give it to me, Star. Flint, right? Okay. Shut 36. up. 36. Yee Nice. That's better than my 23. <laughs> Ooh. 23 is fine. Sure. We're just approaching. We're not, we're not, it's not super high stakes yet. You've killed us, Flint. <laughs> you killed. fucking killed us. <laughs> and uh, Flint's dead. Uh, so back yep. to you guys, finding a place that. <laughs> okay. The wind howls and snow falls as you creep towards this camp. Takes maybe, I think I said 30 minutes, but it probably actually takes longer with you guys, I imagine, really taking your time here. And as you're moving along, you see tracks to and from, sort of a a well-trotted path the closer you get that follows along this old king road, and and you get the sense that the residents of this fort They're not afraid of anything on this road. But pretty quickly, you get to the outer wall of this fort. You see these sharpened timber logs forming this palisade around the front of this fort. And this is at the south end. And it accumulates in a watchtower, kind of more of a gate tower that has a drop drop down gate that is affixed to two chains and on in this gate tower you see at least a couple of blue-skinned orc sentries you also hear quite a bit of commotion through the camp the pungent smell of the tannery is even more prevalent now but you hear rowdiness the unmistakable sounds of metal clanging maybe even a wolf howl or or two. Go ahead and give me a perception, both of you. Uh, 25. Okay. 32. Okay. Damn. Nice. Both of you notice that on the corner of the South Palisade, there is a gap in the wall that has been clearly broken by something recently. The timber around it is scorched, and you guys can see this because you're probably about 150 feet away from the wall at this point, so you're pretty close. But with your excellent stealth, you have found a place, maybe you're on your bellies in the snow, covered by a little bit of brush poking up, and you feel pretty confident. But you see a 
older orc hobbling around as he do either one of you speak orc yeah i do okay so flint you... let me double let me double check that really quick sure yes no wait dorvish obviously yeah okay never mind no i don't speak orcish i thought i did okay so you hear this grumbling orc talking in a language you don't understand, but you can tell he's somewhat frustrating as he's scoff, misc, frock, barking orders that fall on the deaf ears of two brainless reanimated orc corpses that are attempting to balance a sharpened timber log in line with the standing palisades, attempting to repair this part. Star, you see that? I'm assuming you do. Yeah, the, are those... Those are reanimated corpses, aren't they? That's kind of what it looks like. I mean, he's not too far off from being a corpse himself, though. Might be a good idea to go ask him some questions. Yeah, we could. But, I mean, do you know what he's saying? I don't know how much we would get out of him. I mean, actually, do... I mean, most intelligent creatures speak common, too, right? Yeah. yeah. Potentially. Well, either he'll give us the answers we need, or it's just one more century out of our way. Or we fuck up and alert the whole camp that we're here. <laughs> I don't really want to um, die. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, looking along the palisade wall... Uh, is there like a stretch of wall that kind of doesn't really have anybody posted immediately near it? There are a few stretches outside the, the watch house, or I'm sorry, the gatehouse. There's the wall kind of stands relatively unguarded. You probably can tell at this point that there are patrols on the inside, or at least you can assume there are patrols on the inside, but there is no overarching platform for people to look over this wall. Gotcha. It is pretty tall, so scaling it might be a little difficult. Well, Flint's plan was he was going to go, he wants to run down to a, or sneak down rather, to a place that's relatively unpatrolled on the outside, like try and launch, you know, boost a uh, um, star up there uh, to just at least peek over the wall. Not necessarily, like, vault over it, but just see if she can get a look. Yeah, you could potentially do okay. that for sure. Um, Star, you think you could use those claws of yours? Get a peek over that wall? I can sure try. They're not like my old claws used to be, but we'll see. Oh, right, you're a dog now, I forgot. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> with our perceptions, though, can we, like... Do we notice any pattern of, like, how often the patrols come come through? No, we're not standing there for super long, so we might not. But, like, or can we get a general number of how much we think, like, how many people we think or people that are go on the patrols, anything like that? Interesting. Hmm. Because I yes, feel like that likely might be... so. Yeah. Uh, Weak spots in their, in their security. Yeah, so that way we can get all of us in. I mean, if we're... I assume we're going to check the shit out and then head back to camp and maybe rest for the night and try to do this in the morning or the next evening, something. I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Okay. Give me one second. I'm looking at the skills here. 
Also, I know you're checking stuff, but also it's it's fair to say that if we leave the this construction crew to their own devices, they'll probably have that whole patch by tomorrow. Why don't you both give me perceptions? We're not going to roll ours over? Nope, because this, okay. this is kind of That's a new thing. <laughs> oh, well, kind I'm of glad you didn't like let me roll it over. <laughs> yeah, what, uh, what's going on? A natural 20. Again, nice. <laughs> excellent. You got 26. Okay, so 26 flint for you looking at this hole in the wall they're attempting to patch. And I, I think this is over maybe the course of an hour that you guys are observing, watching. They're making no progress. These This lame orc is getting increasingly frustrated, limping around his two undead workers for lack of a better term. And you get the sense that you might have one more day with this vulnerability exposed. Hmm. Star, you were trying to get a read on how many people. Yeah, how many people or what the patrols look like or both, preferably, but. Got you. So. This is definitely a small army that is holed up here. You're talking hundreds of orcs spread out over a rather large fort. The patrols are thin, to say the least. The gatehouses, this one you can see to the south, and you assume there's one, I imagine, on the northern end as well, uh, on the other side of where the road continues. They are heavily patrolled. However, it's almost like they aren't worried about what's coming from the south. Maybe every 30 minutes, a scouting party or a sentry party will walk along the perimeter, but it's inconsistent, which could be a boon, could be a bane. However, you get the sense that you could probably relatively easy at least with the two of you, avoid a sentry. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think Flint's gonna move on that plane of trying to get a peek over the wall if Star's cool with that. Yeah, Star will just follow behind trying to continue being sneaky. Is, um, is the whole climb speed thing, was that a D&D specific thing or is that in Pathfinder as well? That, she's not a cat folk anymore. Right, so you don't have like the yeah, okay. That's what I was trying to. I don't think you have a climb speed, do you, Star? Uh, I'm pretty certain you do not. Yeah, I mean, I just have speed. Yeah, that's it. Okay, so give me stealth checks for getting up close to the wall. <sighs> I thought there was something about the climb, the climb speed thing. I thought there's something came up that there's like. I don't know, there's definitely something. I can't remember exactly She what had it was. a climb speed as a tabaxi in 5th edition. Yeah. Mm. But Kitsun, I don't believe, have climb speeds. Unless you took, could... like, a feed or something. I don't know. Um, I'm could I so. argue advantage at all because I'm the same color as the snow and I've kind of gotten to know my environment a bit more? Um, there is no advantage in this game. However, oh, okay. one thing I will say is the DC is pretty low because you are... 
you have a couple things going for you. Number one, yeah, uh, the snow cover. Mm -hmm. uh, number two, you're a very small group of people, and this is a fort that's got a lot going on. Lots of noises, sounds, distractions, things like that. Okay. All right. And you're also on the outside of the camp, so there's not really... Yeah. A What'd lot you get? going on out here. Um, I got a 19. Okay. I got a 23. Okay. So you guys are pushing forward to the wall. I assume away from where this orc is kind of shouting at these undead laborers. And you're pushing forward quietly, crouched down with the snow blaring over you. And you get to the wall. Doesn't look like you were noticed. Okay. Um, I guess... Flint would probably have a good understanding of how this would work mechanically. Does it seem like it would be a better bet to try to, like, boost Star up on this wall or to, like, pull out a dagger and, like, just kind of start wedging it in between the, like, the, you know, upright poles and, like, kind of climbing himself? Better bet to boost Star. Um, okay. Can you, like, ping on the map where we're supposed to be at? Because I'm confused. You're probably right here. Or oh, okay. maybe right here. Okay. Also, yeah, Zane, before you ruin right it. I mean, Over here is where that barrier it oh, gotcha, that gap gotcha. that's fair uh, what's i mean what's going on over here is this like a ledge we would have to climb up because this looks like it's above the camp kind of because there's no actual fencing like that not that is, we have to switch up our whole plan but yeah that is a place you could potentially get advantage but to get over there safely it would take a lot of time like right, I'd probably okay. another hour or so because you'd have we'd unless be, you yeah, wanted to dart across the road no which yeah, would gotcha. be risky yeah because that's probably almost exclusively where they're watching. Yeah, and for the listeners, um, there is... I'll I'll post this map to our social yeah. medias. Essentially, but, it's um, between, like, it's in a crevice, a crevasse. Uh, a so crevasse. there's, like, two higher walled areas that are not actual fence. It's just natural sort of protection. But it, it mm. there is high ground up there that we could potentially get to to see over into the camp. I mean, that would be a good point of ingress, too, if we're trying to go loud and proud, which I don't know why we would in this situation. But right. if we need to get people in quickly, that's definitely a weak spot in their perimeter. All right. Okay. Well, was somebody going to... Ayla, were you going to ask me something? Somebody was going to ask something. Okay. Why are you doing this to a scene? I don't know. It's the voices in my head. Okay. Um. Yeah, so... Uh, I guess, yeah, running up probably with Star slightly behind uh, Flint will turn slide, kind of like back up against the wall, crouch down, clasp his hands together, and like nod up. Okay. Star, you gonna pop on up there? Yes. Am I rolling anything for this? Uh, no, but you... I think working together, it's, it's safe enough to assume that you could at least get your head up there and peek. You don't really have to roll a check. Cool. Go ahead and give me another perception uh 28 flint's watching our backs too making sure nobody's gonna come up on us while this is happening well you're also holding her up by the way oh i am continuing to okay, yeah i was more thinking i like boost like launch her up there and then she grabs onto the i mean they're sharpened on. like it would be hard to um Hold get a grasp this is the easiest way to do it you feel no okay i thought the wall was taller than that um, Did you hear my roll? Sorry, what'd you get? A 28. 28. 
Okay, excellent. With a 28, you peek over this wall where you are, and you see a few things. To the south of this camp, by where you can see, you're on the opposite side of a large building. Just listening in, being maybe 10 feet away from this building, you hear the clanging of tin cups, you hear the rowdiness of drunks, and even some music, some drums playing. You get the sense this is some sort of tavern or place of revelry, banquet hall, maybe. And looking over a little further in the camp, the other building you can see is a is a sort of pen area where a thick leather cover stretches partially over a stable of some sort to keep some animals. You can't see too much inside of it, but you get a peek at one of the animals towards the north end of the fence line. A yellow-eyed, dark-furred wolf with a ferociousness and hunger deep-sated in its gaze. It it kind of looks like there's a tavern. Uh, I think they have pens of some sort. I, holy shit. I, I think they have wolves. Do those wolves sound like the wolves that I may have seen when I was doing the recon when we were all at the temple? No, in fact. So, why don't you give me a nature check, Star? Uh, flaccid 20. Okay. You know these to be dire wolves. Large, aggressive wolves that orcs will oftentimes use as mounted creatures. They have dark furs ranging to kind of a lighter gray, but Flint, the wolves you saw were different. They were starch white with these piercing blue eyes. And you can't quite, maybe you don't exactly know what the difference is, but you know that they are different. And okay. the wolves you saw, I think, radiated a bit more of intelligence um yeah Flint will also ask it you see anybody else or is it just all orcs in there any chance of us blending in um is, is there or do you want me to roll another perception to see if I can see anything further you are looking around and from where you are at the back of this building you don't see really anyone you only hear but you don't hear any common or any language other than what seems to be orc. But at this point, around the fence line, you see a sentry turn and kind of come into your field of view, and you get the sense your time's running out. Yeah. I think Star just kind of, like, uh... I don't know. She probably kind of wiggles your foot, or wiggles her foot in your hand, and she's like, it's it's time to go. I'll, I'll give any- you more information, but... We, yeah. there's a sentry coming. I, we don't have much time here. Flint says, wait, wait, are there any banners? Do you see any banners? Ah, uh, banners, banners. Nope. No, I, uh, there's nothing. There's barely anyone outside. These fools are all Shit. drinking and cheering like they're enjoying some celebration. They're not even guarding the other gate. We're this Is it this gate? Are we on the south gate? You're on the south gate. Okay, they don't even guard this gate very well. 
Something seems wrong here. We need to go and talk to our camp. All right. And, uh, yeah, Flint will, like, yeah, turn and, like, help lower you back to the ground quickly and then uh, start moving away from the fence line. Scamper off. Okay. You guys are going to return to your party? Yes. Excellent. At least the spot where we left them, yeah. I assume trying to, like, clean up our tracks a bit, too, so it's not super obvious that we, uh, were keeping on them. Okay. Okay. And I think the last we see is the two of you slinking back into the shadows as the darkness waxes and wanes and continues to grow darker and more oppressive under the shattered sky. And we'll pick this up next time on the Reroll Podcast. Nice, 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 nice. X, X-Fill. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't forget about you guys. We'll start with you next turn. Don't worry. Next yeah, time. This, this is a Flint, Flint I star I was very episode. worried. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Reroll Podcast. The world of Rel and all characters within are copyright and fictitious. Any similarities to persons living or dead or actual events are purely coincidental. Reroll Gaming uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. Used under Paizo's community use policy, we are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Reroll Gaming is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Want to follow us on social media, listen to another episode, or send us hate mail? Check out our link tree for all our info. You can find that link in the episode description. Big thanks to Tabletop Audio for producing quality RPG music and ambiance that we can use in our games. The reroll main theme and all character themes are copyright Zingaring. The Chronicles of Rail theme and Frequency theme are copyright Tanner Prentice. Please consider donating to our Patreon or Ko-fi if you liked our content. We are hell-bent on making more and with your support we can make a lot more. And leave us a review wherever you heard this episode. New episodes every Monday at 12am Pacific Standard Time. See you then.